All right, moving on to number 11, Josh Reynolds. Um, we don't know if Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be out this week or not, but Josh Reynolds did his thing this week. He did his thing the week before. So, you know, in relief of Amon Ross St. Brown, I think you could play Josh Reynolds as like a wide receiver three if you need it. 100%. And Jared Goff seems to be dialed in to Josh Reynolds. You know, they seem to have a pretty good connection. Um, granted, Reynolds is really the only receiver out there that um, Goff is looking for. He's looking for um, Goff is looking for Hawkinson. Hawkinson a lot. But, you know, Reynolds still got plenty of targets and he produced, you know, he's not anything anybody sneeze at. He's actually a pretty good talent. Um, I, I like Josh Reynolds here. Yeah. Did you notice that this this Lions offense, a lot of remnants of the Rams, right? Like, you know, uh, they have they brought Josh Reynolds in from LA and, you know, Jared Goff coming from the Rams as well. So, like, it's very interesting to see. And now they're the highest scoring offense over over the past four weeks. Also allowing the most points as well, uh, yeah. which is basically what that means. This is a fantasy gold mine. Yeah, 100%. When, de- when your defense <laughs> is allowing the most points and you are scoring the most points, that is, that, that's, a, that's a fantasy offense that you want to target. Hey, look where we are, man. The Lions. It's crazy. Yeah, crazy. recipe for success right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have Latavius Murray at number 12. We talked about him a little bit already. Um Brian Robinson is available in about 50% of leagues. Um, you know, I think at this point, I, I didn't want to stash it unless it was in my IR spot. I didn't really want to stash Brian Robinson. Uh, you're going to have to take him out of the IR spot, spot now because he's going to be activated uh, off the pup list. Now the commanders are going to have us from now to be able to uh, activate him to the active roster. So to the 53 man roster. So, there's a chance that Brian Robinson sits on your bench, you know, for a while. If he does end up playing this week, if they want him in the lineup this week, then you don't have to worry about it. You know, he's a, there's a chance that he ends up, you know, playing an early down role with Antonio Gibson. Now, what is the upside for Brian Robinson, right? Like, what do you think the upside is, you know, for Brian Robinson? Do you think that this this can potentially be his show on early downs? Do you think Antonio Gibson goes away? Is that is that a possibility? How are you looking at Brian Robinson moving forward? I think it's absolutely a possibility for Brian Robinson to be the early down guy. Uh, if J.D. McKissick could really push Antonio Gibson out last season, then I don't see why Brian Robinson couldn't. I think, you know, Washington had designs to use Brian Robinson pretty nicely, you know, before the whole accident happened with him and he missed all that time. Completely out of his control. I think Brian Robinson coming back is going to show that he's actually one of the uh, better running backs in this draft class. I, I think the offense is kind of set up for him to ha- excel in an early down role because the passing game hasn't been there. And if someone's going to, if they're looking for quick yardage, first, second down, you know, the safest way to do that is to hand off. And Brian Robinson, he's a bruiser. So I, I think that he'll be a nice change of pace. And I think, you know, Brian Robinson, he could have a little bit more upside, say maybe if maybe Carson Wentz gets benched. You know, he hasn't been playing very well. They have Sam Howell waiting in the wings. I'd love to see what a Brian Robinson-Sam Howell duo in the backfield would look like. We saw what happened last time. Washington had two rookies in the backfield at once, and that was with RG3 and Alfred Morris. And obviously, it's a completely different situation, but it could actually spell good news for Brian Robinson if there's a few changes on this offense. Because like we said, we saw what Kenny Pickett did. He actually gave the Steelers a spark. What would Sam Howell do for a Washington offense that has plenty of weapons on the outside and, you know, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, a nice two-headed monster in the backfield. From a football perspective, I think it's going to make a difference because Brian Robinson, you know, could be a really good short yardage back. I think that's where his strengths are, though. Uh, and I, I think that's about it. 
I, I don't think he's, you know, he can catch the ball. I don't think he's the best cast, pass catcher. Um, I, I think Antonio Gibson is going to end up staying involved as long as he's healthy. So I, I think the upside for Brian Robinson is a little limited unless Gibson gets hurt. Um, so I think he's a solid stash. Keep him on your bench. But I would want to wait and see to see if Gibson, you know, ends up just falling out of favor completely. Um, I, I don't think that's going to happen because I think he's – I actually do think that Anthony Gibson is a better player than Brian Robinson. But we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. Before I, Brian I still, Robinson even steps on the field, we're making that call. I, I do because, because I'm just looking at him as a prospect, right? And and I looked at – I looked, you know, I looked at Brian Robinson a ton, you know, coming into the year. Uh, I don't think anything stood out. The only thing that did stood out is that he's a monster at short yardage. Um, so, you know, maybe in the NFL, he ends up being a better player than he was in college, but that doesn't happen that often. Uh, so I, I just think that Gibson, you know, he's a good player. I, I just wish that he would get more opportunity. Now, you know, a lot of what Gibson's issues are, are fumbles, right? And if Gibson fumbles once or twice, it's very possible that they hand the keys to Brian Robinson on early downs. And if Brian Robinson takes that opportunity and rides with it, I think he ends up, you know, potentially that that can happen as well. So that's another opportunity for Brian Robinson to potentially take over. But yeah. I but yeah, yeah. Moving on to the bills. I talked about Khalil Shakir already. Damian Williams. We talked about him already. Khalil Shakir could be a one week starter for you. If Isaiah McKenzie is out this week, J- James Crowder already out, broke his ankle. Damian Williams. Talked about him. Uh, you know, he was the guy getting the snaps over Cordell Patterson early on in the year, like just for a few minutes before he ended up hurting his ribs. Yeah. Dude, Corey Davis, man, like three out of four weeks, 70 or more receiving yards. Um, I, I think it's, uh, you know, if he's going to be doing this, you know, three out of four weeks, it's time to start paying attention. Uh, yeah. Every single one of these Jets wide receivers, you know, are in play. And Corey Davis has outperformed. Elijah Moore this year, which is not something that we saw coming at all. Right. But he's the savvy veteran here. You know, both Joe Flacco and Zach Wilson have been looking for him. So at this point, if he's available, I think he should be picked up and he could, he could, you could play him in your flex if you need to. Yeah, I think that's a fair analysis. And I was going to use your exact words, the veteran savvy. You know, that's really what (laughs) a lot of young quarterbacks look for. They key in on their guys that have been there a while. Corey Davis is exactly that guy. And he's been in the Jets offense now. I think it's, this is his third year. Um, yeah. So he he knows how to, how to operate in this offense. He's dealt with Joe Flacco. He's dealt with all the turnover at quarterback. You know, he's, he's a solid receiver. He's been a solid receiver. It's just he's been on a bad offense. But now this looks like the best Jets offense that we've seen in a few years. Um, and it's good to see that Zach Wilson is actually, you know, capable of spreading the ball out, you know, getting the ball to his receivers. Um I, I wasn't particularly discouraged by any of the Jets receivers. They didn't really produce, but I, I wasn't like, oh, well, now Garrett Wilson's going to be a non-factor. No, he got six targets. Oh, well, Elijah Moore's, Elijah Moore's going to be a non-factor. No, he had three catches, 53 yards. That's plenty of production for me. Um, and Corey Davis, you know, just kind of coming out of the wings and showing up that he's still a viable fantasy option. I, I like Corey Davis as a pickup here. You know, chances are Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson are already rostered. You know, you could get in on the Jets receivers party and grab Corey Davis and actually, you know, make out pretty well. I think so. I think so. Jacoby Myers, you know, he's likely going to get a high target share regardless of who the quarterback is. Uh, you know, he is a little bit banged up right now. So, yeah. you know, to keep, keep that in mind. Uh, but he's more of a long-term guy that you kind of hold on your bench for now uh, and see what the situation is like. You know, with, with Brian Hoyer coming in, 
I, I don't love Jacoby Myers. Uh, but you know, once Mac Jones is back, I think Jacoby Myers can be somebody that you know you could depend on. Now, if I see one week though where Brian Hoyer is targeting Jacoby Myers, which will most likely happen if Jacoby Myers is playing, then I'm cool throwing Jacoby Myers in my lineup uh, as like a PPR flex play. Do you think Brian Hoyer still, you know, plays over Bailey Zappi? You know, we know we saw Bailey Zappi for most of the game against the Packers, and I don't know what Brian Hoyer's status is. I think he was injured, right? Uh, he he so. had a concussion, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, right. So there is there is a chance that Brian Hoyer ends up playing. I I do think they're going to end up playing Brian Hoyer over, over Bailey Zappi. I think Bailey Zappi, you know, he was okay. Um, mm. be, you know, I know he wasn't a, ranked very high. I think he was the lowest quarterback on your on the rookie kit. So uh, yeah, he was. I, yeah. I I didn't think he was that good. However. Um, you know, they were they put him in extremely safe situations, right? Yeah. And some of his throws were pretty off. But you know, I, I don't think that he's a guy that's going to end up making any wide receiver extremely relevant. Um, no, I hear you. You know, so I think I think they do end up throwing by Brian Hoyer in there. I think he's ready. He knows his offense. Um, I, I, if Brian Hoyer is there, I think he's definitely going to play over Zappy. Yeah, Tyler right. Conklin, another Jets <laughs> receiver that you can grab still. Uh, you know, he didn't do he didn't kill it like he's been killing it over the first three weeks, but he still got his targets. He got decent production. If you're looking for a tight end, he's still going to be in the tight end one conversation, um, you know, going forward because he's still running around on almost every drop back. And that's rare. So to continue to start him as a low end tight end one for now uh, and, you know, grab him on the waiver wire if you can. It's funny to think there are so many low end tight end ones that we're calling, you know, um, just the way the there's not that many end- anymore. Well, the way really that not, I, go ahead. Honestly, there's really not that m- many anymore. Um, you know, it's you know Albert O. He had one snap last week, not one route. <laughs> yeah, one, one snap. snap which, you know what I'm saying? Like it's pretty bad. Um, you know, if you look at the tight end landscape right now, there's not that many guys you can play. Like Pat Frymuth, you know, he's a low end tight end one. Gerald Everett's a low end tight end one. Uh, you got to move. Cal- you got to move. Kyle Pitts a low, low end tight end one now. He's not a tight end one. Tight end main tight end one anymore mid yeah. tight end one anymore he's like a low end tight end one if that um david njoku david njoku and that's about it right maybe there's like pretty many low end tight end ones i mean that that's just me. i mean i would say so eight to twelve would be like a low end tight end one i would say yeah i get yeah i could see that like those guys pretty much it you know um every, everyone else is just a crapshoot like irv smith crapshoot how about you know? hayden hurst is hayden hurst low end tight end i wouldn't say so i think he's like a tight end too right now because no, I don't think he's really, you know, he hasn't seen he, the workload. He, he's a crap it, it's been yeah, uh, yeah. I guess you could say that. Yeah, um, I like Kenneth Walker as a pickup if he's available in your leagues. He's not available. He's available, I think, in fifty percent of leagues. That's what I saw. So, you know, the reason why I like him as a stash is because we talked about yesterday the Seahawks offense just becoming a lot more fast-paced than they were. One of the most fast-paced teams in the league. All of a sudden, you know, over the two weeks, you know, you know. Pete Carroll, man, good for you, buddy. Good for you, man. You know, moving up with the times. Um, Kenneth Walker, you know, if Rashad Penny were to get hurt, and we know that he has a little bit of a injury history, Kenneth Walker would hop into this offense, who's actually playing pretty well. Uh, yeah. And he would, you know, I'm a big fan of Kenneth Walker, right, and what he did in college. So, you know, I think he could he could potentially walk into that opportunity if if Penny were to get hurt and don't do really, really, really well. Yeah, you said Kenneth Walker's going to walk into that opportunity. I, Ooh, I, I think so. I, I didn't even catch that. I, I think you just kind of, you know, made it a prophecy at this point. 
he's gonna, he's gonna walk into the opportunity. It, it very well could happen. You know, we've seen Rashad Penny go down with injury before. Rashad Penny looked like vintage Rashad Penny, and by vintage, I mean end of last season Rashad Penny last week. But the offense, you know, it's it's a lot better than any of us could have really imagined. Yeah. Um, it, it, I think they've been one of the surprises for fantasy football so far. They've been a pretty good fantasy offense. And Kenneth Walker, yeah, 100%. He hasn't had the volume at all, but I think you give him the volume and he can produce exactly like Rashad Penny, if not better. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, that'll do it for our overall waiver wire rankings. Let's just hit some, you know, some quarterbacks, streamers, tight end streamers, some defensive streamers. Uh, Carson Wentz, you know, he's been dropped in a lot of leagues, but this is the week that you start him. You didn't want to start him the last two weeks against Philly, against Dallas, but against Tennessee at home, I'm starting him. He's going to yeah. be ranked in my top 12 this week. Jared Goff, somebody you need to pick up who could potentially be somebody you you start every single week, right? Going up against New England. New England has not been good against quarterbacks. He's somebody that you could you could definitely play this week. Um, Jameis Winston, if he's back, I'm okay playing him against Seattle. We saw what Jared Goff just did, uh, especially if Michael Thomas is back. I think Jameis Winston could be in line to start. Uh, you know, even Andy Dalton, you know, Andy Dal- if Michael Thomas is back, even Andy Dalton could potentially, you know, you could throw him in your lineup as well. He didn't look amazing last week, but he looked good enough where if you really need, if you're desperate for a quarterback, I don't think he's a terrible streamer, uh, especially in that matchup. Let's see. That's really about it. I mean, you know, Marcus Mariota against Tampa, that's not ideal. And, you know, that that safe rushing floor didn't really pan out this past week. because right. he, he really couldn't get anything going at all. Um, but yeah, the that's about it. Now, floor went to the running backs in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Let me ask you a question, man. What do you think about Ryan Tannehill? Ryan Tannehill, you know, has had some decent weeks. You know, he doesn't have that many weapons, but for somehow, somehow, he's just getting it done. He has, you know, five touchdowns thrown in, in five weeks, in four weeks, going up against Washington this week. Is he? Would you stream him this week? If, if you really I, need to, I think you could stream him. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's kind of been Ryan Tannehill's MO, at least for fantasy football. Um, the past two seasons, I think it was the 2019 or 2020, he was actually a very good fantasy quarterback. Um, because he was running a lot more than he does than he does now. But I think you could stream him very easily. You know, for for some reason it's just been working out for Tennessee, the offense. You know, I can't really explain why. Like he said, like the they don't have many weapons. They have Robert Woods and they have Austin Hooper and Derrick Henry's the you know, the engine. If he could easily keep feeding it to Derrick Henry. There's enough talent for Ryan Tannehill to be a streamer. Uh, the way he's been playing, too, he has a pretty safe floor. I, I'd be okay streaming him. I think Geno Smith is somebody that you can pick up, and he could potentially be your quarterback for a couple of weeks. Uh, he has a tough yeah. matchup this week in New Orleans. Uh, but like like we talked about with the Seahawks offense, he has the weapons. He's hyper-targeting and keeping the, the distribution super tight between Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. And you know, he has a couple weapons. He's he's rushing the ball a little bit, too. Some design rushing attempts for him, which is great. Yeah. He's going to get some rushing touchdowns, as we saw last week. So, you know, 31 fantasy points this past week. He always had a, two 20-point games, you know, at week one and week three. He didn't have a great game against San Francisco. That might be some like what we see this week against New Orleans. Not too bad. I think he could potentially be somebody that you start more often than not. I'd start Geno Smith over Ryan Tannehill. I'd go as far yes. as say that. Yeah. I agree. 100%. I agree. I agree. Um, okay. I think that'll do it for the quarterbacks. Let's take a look at some tight ends that you could potentially. Now, we talked about Tyler Conklin. Obviously, he he he's available in a bunch of leagues. Uh, 
Let's see. Irv Smith against Chicago, you know, if you have to. You know, he did get some production last week. Did he score a touchdown last week, or did he just get the targets? Let's see. Uh, four targets, three catches, 23 yards. Not great. N- nothing too crazy there. Uh, Hunter Henry is worth noting because um, – what's his name? Who, who's the who's the other Patriots? John o. Smith, he ended up with an ankle injury. There's mm-hmm. some rumors that it could be a high ankle sprain, and if it is, then Hunter Henry, last week after John Smith left the game, Hunter Henry played on every single snap. He did not leave the field. They played mostly 11 personnel at that point, three wide receivers on the field, and he didn't leave the field. And if he doesn't, he's, he's going to just have some fantasy value by default, you know, just, yeah. you know, regardless of who the quarterback is. So he's somebody, you know, take a, you know, just keep an eye out for John Smith and his status, but he's somebody to look out for this week. Uh, Albert O, you can drop him if you have him. If you have him, I don't know why you still have him. Just drop him. Um, yeah. Logan Thomas, you know, he's going up against Tennessee. Six targets, five five plus targets in three of four games. I think he could potentially do some things this week, you know, with, uh, you know, in a good matchup with Carson Wentz bouncing back potentially. Yeah. Uh, Evan Ingram against Houston. Ingram's running a bunch of routes. He only caught one ball each of the last two weeks, but he is, you know, last two weeks, tough matchups. He could bounce back against Houston this week. Um, and, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, Hayden Hurst, you know, you could start him. He did have a touchdown last week, uh, but he's not getting targeted a ton. It's a good offense to be on. It could be a little bit of a shootout in Baltimore this week. So, you know, I, I don't blame you if you wanted to start him. Yeah. Now, one tight end that I want to I want you to keep an eye on, uh, maybe long term, because Cameron Brait he did end up with a concussion in this game. The dude was targeted a ton, <laughs> you know, before he got hurt by Tom yeah. Brady, and this is with Chris Godwin on the field. This is with Mike Evans field. Uh, let me just take a quick look at that, and this might be going a little bit under the radar here. But Cameron Brait he only targets. ran, a, yeah, eight targets, and he only ran twenty routes. <laughs> <laughs> so the dude so eight targets of 20 routes is 40% target rate on his routes. So keep an eye on that because the week before he also got a bunch of targets. Okay. So uh I would look at him as you know, we know that Tom Brady likes his tight ends. You know, Cameron Brait, his route participation flew up in week three, and he ended up with five catches for 52 yards. So Tom Brady's looking for him. And if you can get Tom Brady's tight end one, why not? Pick him yeah. up. You might you might have to miss this week, but I'll I'll stash him on the bench. Yeah, right. I think yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, okay, some defenses that you can play. Let's see. Um, I, I wrote a couple of these down. Jacksonville at home against Houston. I think Minnesota, even though their defense isn't great, I think you can start them against Chicago at home. Yeah, <laughs> I think you can start a lot. Of if you can stop the Chicago. run game, you can stop the Bears. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. This Bears offense is brutal, man. I, I, I wonder how much leeway they're going to give the, you know, this coaching staff and just the way that they've been playing. It's just, it's just not ideal. It's not ideal yeah. at all. Um, real quick, a couple other defenses that you could potentially stream this week. Um, you know, you know, I, I, I kind of like Indianapolis. Like, even though the defense isn't great against Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, he, he played well this past week, but short week. You know, not with, without his RB1, yeah. you know, I, I think this might be a little bit tricky for them this week. That's really it. I, I don't love any of these other defenses. Maybe Miami at the Jets, you know, that could be somebody that you stream, but that's really about it. Yeah. That's all I got. All right, cool, guys. Take it easy. Uh, good luck on waivers tonight. I'm going to have a Zoom call tonight with the diehards 
uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern time so we can go over some waiver wire picks. Uh, you can find my Patreon somewhere here in the description. Uh, but yeah, I'll see you guys soon. Or you can just Google Patreon, Upper Hand Fantasy. Uh, make sure you sign up for Underdog. By the way, uh, Underdog picks this week. You've been on killed. fire. <laughs> on yeah. fire. We got seven out of eight picks correct for Thursday night fo- for for Monday night football last night. We got a bunch of picks right on 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 Sunday Sunday during the day as well. So we're looking pretty good. All right, make sure you sign up for Upper uh, Underdog Fantasy. Uh, we are doing uh, so. If you do sign up with with uh, Upper Hand Fantasy that code, you will double your deposit up to a hundred dollars. So make sure you do that. Take it easy, guys. See ya. See you tomorrow. Bye. 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 Bye.